Hello and welcome to another episode in Clientships, Customer Experience Superheroes. I'm your host Christopher Brooks and this is the podcast that explores the traits and talents needed to be a leader in customer experience today. We've travelled the world looking for talent to bring different perspectives on customer experience. It typically seems the bigger the organisation, the more the resources and the greater the commitment to customer centricity. But with it being equally applicable to small, medium enterprises and even micro-businesses, how do you adapt the language of customer centricity for the smaller organisation who can still take advantage? Well, we've come across a real gem in Claire Radbourne. Claire runs an organisation in Australia which is helping to break the mould so that the independent trader and small business owner can take great advantage too. We caught up with Claire to hear how she's making a real difference to the SME community in Australia. So we're here today with Claire O'Bourne. Um, and Claire, you are on the other side of the world from where I am today. Um, welcome yep. to the Customer Experience Superheroes podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me at, what, 6.30pm Melbourne time. <laughs> um, tropical vibes going on here, a lovely uh, 25 degrees. Um, it's such a pleasure to be with you. Very jealous, very jealous. We'll move on quickly <laughs> from the weather. Um, but look, um, Claire, I came across your profile and uh, I noticed something quite extraordinary about you that I've certainly had conversations with other people in customer experience it wasn't possible to do. And I think you're doing it, which is quite incredible. And, and at the moment, it's quite an important topic for every country to be focusing in on. So we'll, we'll come on to that in a moment. But before we do, please, could you introduce, you know, who you are and what you're about? We've got a global listening uh, audience. And uh, unfortunately, I think some people probably haven't come across you. And I'm really keen that everyone does get to know you. So could you introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. Um, well, hi, everyone uh, worldwide. Um, my name's Claire. I'm the founder of The X Word. Um, I started The X Word, which is a client experience, essentially training provider um, in May this year, um, just as COVID was taking off. Um, there's a few major pivots in there. Um, I don't really like to use the word pivot, a little bit cliche nowadays. Um, but it's not what I thought it would be at the beginning, but I really have found my place and um, I really enjoy working predominantly with small businesses um, to provide really, really simple, really straightforward, no jargon, low cost, um, super engaging um, client experience training to really give small businesses the reboot and the sort of kickstart that they need to dive back in as soon as it's time. Excellent. Excellent. And, and that's the thing here. It's about helping small businesses. I think in customer experience, we typically start looking at corporates. We typically start looking at organizations who've got the resource, got the budget, have got the, the, the capability, people with specific job roles. And then when you look at small businesses, you think, well, you know, you've got an owner, you've got maybe head of, well, not even a head of finance, a finance manager, uh, maybe that's the same person. And all of a sudden you start to think, wow, this is complicated and it's going to be difficult to do. Mm. It's really challenging if you start in a small business trying to advise a small business. But you've obviously, you've earned your spurs, you've got the credentials. I mean, you've you come from a large corporate yourself, haven't you? So you've got the, 
I guess the, you've, you've earned the right to talk about customer experience. Could you just tell us a little bit about you know, working in a large organisation delivering customer mm. experience first? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I come from, yeah, corporate background, um, advertising, media, environment, um, head of client experience in that space. Um, as you say, the real key for me is there's the time and there's the dedication to it. Um, to client experience and the understanding, you know, where to where to put the time, where to put the resources and really be sort of dedicated to achieving great outcomes for the business and for customers. And it was pretty obvious to me through that learning, you know, it's an international business. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. Of course, if anyone's going to do, you know, really powerful, highly impactful great work on CX it's going to be a business that has dedicated teams resourcing time money significant long-term investment and a real dedication to the research and you know all of the data and everything that comes with it but to a small business and I'm talking a small business Mm -hmm. you know I'm talking about you know sole proprietors small businesses with two or three people mum and dad operations that are running from people's lounge rooms absolutely anything and I've worked with mum and dad that are making cupcakes from their house and selling wedding cakes or whatever it might be all the way up you know slightly more advanced businesses that is just terrifying to them. They don't have the time, they don't have the money, they don't have the real interest or understanding to dedicate that level to client experience. So from my perspective, it was about taking what I knew and scaling it right down and right back to the no jargon, no rubbish, straight to the point. Here's some fantastic, easy to use tools that you can take away and have a go at home don't have to buy any special software or have any special skill set other than the ability to use a Sharpie marker and a post-it note or PowerPoint or whatever, however it is that you choose to go about it. Because, you know, it's the first thing that jumped to my mind is that point you say about the child just kind of, you know, walk, walking in and, and you paint a lovely picture there of just, you know, we're, we're talking about micro businesses here, aren't we? We're not talking yeah. about medium sized businesses, maybe there's 250 or 300 employees. You're talking yeah. about people who are crafting to support themselves and possibly yeah. one or two to others Absolutely. and sort of you know walking in there and saying right let's just sit down and look at you know what what's what's your perceptive measure are you looking at effort or are you looking at satisfaction and how's yeah. the sentiment analytics looking on on your you know the feedback from your customers they'd be like what are you what? talking about you know and immediate disengage like yeah, sure. this is over my head mm-hmm. like I make candles at home. I'm I'm using that as an example. (laughs) Probably a bad example, but, you know, you encounter all types of different people and some highly successful and doing that kind of thing and and really following their passion and finding their something that's really purposeful for them and making a real good go of it, you know, but it has been tough. And from my perspective, it's about sharing my experience and my expertise with those people to give them the leg up, the, you know, little, little bit of motivation to, you know, dig a little bit deeper, find out a little bit more Mm. and then address what those expectations are to really try and keep that, you know, loyalty going and keep those customers coming back and buying that candle every Christmas or whatever it ends up being. Well, I think um, you tapped into a word there, which for me is what it's all about. It's about purpose. If they've got the right sort of customer purpose. And yeah. and here's an, here's an expression. And um, we interviewed Jeannie Waters and she said, you know, in, in organisations, 
you know when you're going to have a better time of it with customer experience when you're working with enlightened leaders. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you have a leadership team in a small business, but I guess is it is it similar? You know, they're enlightened to the fact that they want to do the best for their customers. And, Definitely. you know, that you help them. I mean, you, you can't improve the quality of the cakes. I say that you may be a master cake baker, but, you know, that's what they do. I am a master cake baker. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, or candlestick maker. You can't be, that's you, it. You, know, you can't, can't be, be all the small business. No, but you, you can spot in them the desire and the passion to want to do the best for the customers. Would you say it's true? It doesn't matter what size organization that has to be there. Yeah, I absolutely think that has to be there. You know, I, I've heard this really good and I wish I could tell you who who said this and if I find it, I will email it to you. But this okay. concept of like the frozen middle. Mm-hmm. So like client experience, C-suite, senior management, they all understand it. The benefits of a great customer experience, client experience, drive loyalty, et cetera, et cetera. And then on the complete other end, those that are dealing with customers every single day on the front line, customer service, if you're storefront, you know, whatever it might be. Everyone else in the business, they're kind of in that frozen middle. And it's our job generally in big business to take a hairdryer and kind of like try and thaw Mm -hmm. out the middle to get them to understand how they impact on the end result. The thing that is completely different, and it's almost the other side of the coin when you come to small, small micro business almost, is that the people that are running these businesses and have started these businesses are doing it because they're passionate about it. They found their purpose. They get up every day and they found it. They're, they're you sure. know, living their dream. Yeah. It, it, the purpose of their entire business is to make incredible candles that you know make an impact on their customer that keep them coming back that you know create memories for them that are Mm -hmm. beautiful gifts they Mm -hmm. are passionate about it they're not a mid-level it person going in and you know doing some work and going home at the end of the day and not really understanding what that means they're doing it because they're full of passion and purpose and what they want is a fantastic outcome for their customer base and that they keep coming back and they're happy Excellent. I've got a, a friend who runs a photography event, photography business. So mm-hmm. uh, unlike yourselves, I mean, I appreciate you've got the benefit of being able to move around a bit now and, and yeah. he's, he's not able to. But I remember him saying to me once that, uh, you know, one bad day at the office for me will probably take me 10 good days at the office to get back up yeah. to where I was. And to your yeah. point there, with all due respect to, you know, a middle manager, a bad day at the office and unless you're very unlucky, it's probably not going to have a significant impact on the business. But, Absolutely. you know, you say these people get up in the morning and um, clientship, we're less than 50 people. So we're definitely mm. in that category. And you get up and you, this is what we created. It's what we wanted to do. So actually there's a fire in your belly kind of before the day starts. But actually yeah. it must be very frustrating when you're doing what you think is the right thing, which as we know in customer experience, there's a good way to deliver customer experience and then there's a bad way to deliver it. How do you coach them into understanding, you know, the direction of travel they should go on and, and, and how mm. do you also then start taking some of that heavy duty armory that we use in mm. customer experience in corporates and breaking it down to making it accessible for your, your, your micro business owner? Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because I think I'm in, in a way I'm onto a winner because people who want to come along and want to participate, they already get the, the benefit. Okay. They're, they're there because 
not because they're being forced to be there or it's a work workshop or a, whatever it might be a meeting they had to go to. It's actually because they want to do better and they want to, um, you know, drive loyalty and so on. And that's an easy win in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should say I work a lot with councils from across the country okay. to support their sm- small business networks. So you end up with a room of 30 or 40 businesses or representatives of small businesses that can be absolutely anything. And, you know, we joke about the candlestick maker, but that's, you know, an example of, sure. of one of them. I think the thing from my perspective is, and, and I post a lot of this kind of stuff on my um, Instagram pages, it's just about making it really, really simple. We cut back all the jargon. We cut back all the expensive systems and so on. At the end of the day, it's about getting a, a potential customer to say yes and then understanding how to keep them coming back. Sure. And from my perspective, um, and this is what I work predominantly with them on, is you know, it's about managing expectation with them. How can you know what they expect of you, though, if you don't know who they are? And so we go through this kind of process with them where we uncover, you know, who are their key clients Mm -hmm. and are they targeting those clients Mm -hmm. or are they trying to cast a wide net and hope it beaches the right people or try and force a square peg in a round hole. And then starting to look at who those particular customer groups are and what, you know, journey or experience they'll go through. And again, we're not going to try and force them to use an expensive software system or, you know, whatever it might be. This is about making it really, really simple for them. How mm-hmm. about we're going to learn how to do journey mapping today as a group, all 30 of us standing up in a council office with some Sharpies and a whiteboard, you know, making it really simple so that they can go away and have a go at that themselves. And as I said earlier, if they take one thing away from that, that they more deeply understand their customer base, that they can make a small change that will make a big impact on the other end. That really is empowering them to own that experience and continue to drive customer loyalty. Brilliant. So, so you, I can see the, the, the click there is actually you give them the ownership as opposed yeah. to kind of doing it for them. But I, there was an interesting point you said there because you're describing you know, you've got to get to know your customers and free of jargon you didn't use the word persona that we always talk kind of typically use <laughs> I, held then, it back, I held it back <laughs> in, in, in the next breath you then said so how they could target them so so I guess this is where it becomes a slightly broader remit for you because in customer experience we might you know look at the personas and then start mm. to journey map and understand where are the game points etc mm. but we wouldn't market we wouldn't sell that to our customers you know marketing would be doing their marketing thing behind the scenes experience will be making the promise well would be helping the business live up to the promise that marketing or promoting would be one of the mm. things they do mm. so where, where do you stop or can you not stop so do, do you then all of a sudden become a broader coach really kind of helping them you know i know my customers so what what do i do with them yeah, well, I think uh, one of the things I always say is, you know, if you think you know your customers, just hold your horses, like check your bias at the door, because I'm not sure that you actually do. And what check I do Check your find bias is... at the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true. I really is. And I imagine I would draw it for you, but since this is a podcast, that probably wouldn't be very helpful. There's a bit of a sliding scale in the old, the longer you've been in a business or working for a business, like the deeper you are in the box of the business, the Mm -hmm. less you thought you knew. So unless you are actually doing this already, which I know that the people in the room are not doing, they think they know who their customers are and they really don't. And so from my perspective, it's about uncovering, you know, working with them on 
you think you know who your customers are, who are they? And undoubtedly they say, well, everyone's kind of a customer, aren't they? Or the other end of the scale, it's um, women between the ages of 18 and 19 and a half, you know, or whatever <laughs> it might be. Neither wrong, just yeah. both quite difficult to achieve. Yeah. And so from my perspective, it's about getting them to like shift that mindset who actually are your customers? Who is buying this product or service from you? And really start to get them thinking a little bit differently so that they can start to customize how, how they sell their products, how they market their products, not forgetting that they don't have a marketing department. So, you know, what does this look like rather than advertising on every single a possible channel that they can get hold of? Where does this particular group of customers play? Are they 18 and 19? Should you be on Instagram or TikTok or whatever the next thing's going to be, Clubhouse or whatever it is? Mm. You know, or are they, you know, 50 to 60? Should you be advertising in a different, a different space? You know, just some subtle, subtle changes and some subtle things that they can do to start making a difference to shift into that more deeply understanding who their customers are rather than sure. kind of going, I'm just going to do everything and hope that I get five customers out of it. Yeah. What they're looking to achieve, as you said, is greater loyalty. It probably is to attract more of the right sorts of customers. What, what are they doing in terms of measurement? Because, you know, we've just said you can't really have a dashboard there and KPIs. And, and also, I guess, in customer experience, we're sort of beyond the fact that it's all about just generating revenue because you're creating a better outcome. So, so yeah. what's sort of the middle ground that you're looking for with demonstrating, oh, that made a difference? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think look, there's various things depending on what kind of business we're talking about. But, you know, return customers, I think is the first one, you know, I yeah. get a lot of, I sold them one wedding cake, a wedding cakes, maybe a bad example, because hopefully they'll only ever buy one. <laughs> yeah, you, you, can't, you can't control that, that <laughs> input, can you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I can't do. Um, I don't do divorce counselling, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm good. I'm not that good. Um <laughs> You know, but they, I do work with a husband and wife team, actually, that do special occasion cakes yep. and they do do wedding cakes. But, yep. you know, they purchase one cake and then they don't come back, right. you know, and, and it's OK. So what particularly is the issue here starting to uncover that with them? How are you marketing it to them? Do you only market, say, bridal fairs and they came and they saw it then, but then they didn't think to call you back because they weren't aware that you did something else or, you know, otherwise. So that kind of starting to uncover who your customer base is and how you can keep them coming back thinking about the next time one of the things we also talk about is this sort of making it easy for them to say yes you know they bought a birthday cake from you last year using your website on the 5th of november when it's the 30th of october is it time to send them a note to say hey it must almost be chloe's birthday you know could we could we show mm -hmm. you some of the cakes that we've got available mm -hmm. and i think it is just about really pulling it right back making it very very simple and some of these things you know in big business are like, of course we do this very, very basic stuff. But for some of these businesses, as I said, the longer they've been in the business or yeah. owning the business, the deeper yeah. the hole is. And all sure. of a sudden they're like, oh my God, we never sent them an email that says you yeah. bought a cake from us last year. Do you want another one this year? Sure. It makes complete sense. And sometimes all you need is that like nudge yeah. to remind them of those sorts of things that will make an incredible difference to their customer loyalty. And bringing someone in from the outside is, you know, in, in large organisations, it, you know, you have to have the chemistry. It can't be disruptive in a in a negative way. You describe there, you know, and I guess it happens a lot. It's it's one or two individuals. 
you're sort of like a third of the team or a new person coming in so clearly from this podcast I can see you're you're very engaging and people you want to listen to you is that just luck or do you have to work on that to make sure that you kind of win over their confidence and trust when you start working with them yeah I think you really do I mean I love people and I love collaborating I think that's why I like this so much you know bringing a group of people around a you know a whiteboard or whatever it might be and explaining something to them that's actually going to make a difference to their business that Mm -hmm. I know inside out is is the greatest joy you know seeing a light bulb moment in someone else is like they get it this Mm -hmm. is going to be great like I can Mm -hmm. see where this is going Mm -hmm. this business is going to be successful if they take what they've learned today and they put it into place I do think you have to be and I always try to be sensitive to their particular business or their particular industry you know they're having a really tough time why are they having a tough time Um, is there things that I need to be wary of that are kind of happening on the periphery um you know in the in the environment um there are things that i'm going to suggest that they're just not going to do what else can we try um and i I said you know for them it's about keeping getting customers to say yes and then keeping them and for me it's about getting them to say yes to trying something and then keeping them coming back to it and and reviewing it and, and feeling empowered to at least try it so i'd imagine the biggest enemy is time because the small business owner, unlike the large corporate, is also mm-hmm. the finance director and the head of marketing and production and you supply and logistics and everything else. And, yeah. you know, if any one person in a large corporation ever tried to take on that, it, you just you can't do it. So Absolutely. to squeeze more time in for you and for these ideas, it's a challenge. I mean, would it be fair to say that's it does get thrown back? I just haven't got time to do this. You know, what, what am I yeah. going to stop to start doing this? And how do you get yeah, past absolutely. that? Yeah, I definitely think it's a challenge. And I, I often collaborate with some other providers that also support small businesses outside mm-hmm. the client experience space. And we have this constant debate and battle about when we'll run workshops. Oh, <laughs> but if we run it at 9.30, then all the cafes won't come. And if we run it at this time, then, you know, all the hairdressers won't come or, you yeah. know, whatever it ends up being. But you know, as I mentioned earlier, I think the basis of this is they're attending because they want to They want to do the work, they want to do better, they want to support their customers, they want to drive loyalty. So, like, the mindset's there. Great. Yeah, We've won yeah, on yeah. that front. Yeah. We try and keep it short and sweet. And actually, I think it's really interesting during COVID, there's been a lot of negatives to COVID. Don't get me wrong, a lot. But one of the things that I felt like it gave me and it gave others was time my work was reduced by a day I had an extra day to do something with Um, I know a lot of businesses that were impacted but again what it gave them is time and we leveraged that to kind of go do you know what your hairdresser is closed you're you know you're not making wedding cakes because there are no weddings for the last 12 months but here's what we can do now how about let's do some preparation work so that you feel really confident in knowing exactly what you've got to do when your business is ready to reopen you mm-hmm. know who your customers are you know what they expect of you you're able to deliver that consistently like if you could walk into your business after having been closed for a significant period and know at least that you can trust yourself and that you've done the work on it and that the time wasn't wasted there was an experience there and you learned something out of it from in my perspective, that's worthwhile activity. Brilliant, brilliant. So, so you're right. So this kind of unique situation we find ourselves is gifted them the one thing they don't have, which is which is time. You, meant, you yeah. mentioned that the workshop. So, I mean, you're in Melbourne. You've got yeah. a little bit more freedom there. So yeah. I'm, guess, I'm guessing you've moved into running uh, in-person workshops. 
Yeah, we're we're back with in-person workshops, which is yeah, super exciting. So how do you how do you frame these workshops? Because obviously, I mean, that must be another thing. It's do I go to advanced candle making or do I do I go and see Claire? So so give us a a, a kind of a pitch in terms of how how you present these workshops. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, you mentioned before that, you know, I seem to be probably overexcitable, let's say, (laughs) Um, enthusiastic, but willing to share. (laughs) I'm willing to share, certainly. Um, I really market the workshops as, you know, I I want people and and small business owners and founders to come along and get reinvigorated, um, refocused um, and really kickstart their business. And that's really how I I market them. You know, this is a great opportunity if you feel like maybe you've struggled a little bit, uh, maybe you tried to start your own business and you had issues, COVID hit, whatever the issue was that you came up against, um, this is a great opportunity to come in to look at it from a new perspective. Um, and that's really what customer, customer experience is at the end of the day, looking at, you know, the business from a different perspective, your customer's perspective, sure. um, and really walk away feeling like empowered to give your small business another go if you had given up on it or started to feel like you were struggling with it so I think that's um that's how I have been marketing them which has been pretty successful so far and the refresh recharge and reboot yeah so that's one of the programs that I've been running um, across the country, essentially, um, during COVID. The one plus to COVID from my perspective is uh, previously I would have flown interstate and delivered these workshops. Um, I was able to stay at home and um, deliver, deliver these workshops through local councils across the country and to their small business networks. Um, and as I said before, it was, a, it was an interesting time because Um, even though for many of them they've been really heavily impacted by the world situation and and COVID it gave us the clear air to actually take some time out and and run some some workshops with them that would recharge reboot um, and yeah really give them that kickstart to give it a brand new go again and and feel um, empowered to do so. Excellent. You've spoken a lot about mindset and I certainly see not just in this space, but it's kind of you've got to get that mindset then you give them the skill set and then they can kind of impact the environment they they work in. But what I've been very impressed during this call with Claire is that you you did start off by saying it has to be very simple. And quite often we we hear that word in customer experience, simple, and then it just dives into a very kind of complicated world. So is, is that something you've had to be very intentional about, making sure that you keep it simplified? Very, very, very simple. My job is not to come in and recommend they implement some software program or, you know, whatever it might be. It's to take a business that wants wants to thrive and wants to do well and have customers keep coming back and help them to essentially achieve that through client experience. It's front of mind for me to... Uh, focus on the basics. Who are your customers? What do they expect of you? Are you able to deliver that? If not, how can we improve this? You know, mm-hmm. Do we understand who your customers are? Let's do the real, real basics. Basics. And this stuff actually makes a difference to them. And they are magnetized to it or attracted to it because you make it simple for them to understand and you're essentially giving them the skill set and the confidence to you know walk away and try to more deeply understand their customers if it's too difficult it goes in one ear and out the other ear it's complicated it's convoluted it seems like i'm not really going to get it the first time too hard basket Mm -hmm. it's got to be simple 
Mm-hmm. And it's got to be easy for them to understand. And we've mentioned sort of, you know, home retailers and retailers. But I imagine this is the same for small manufacturing companies, service mm-hmm. providers, professional yeah. solicitors, yeah. etc. There's there's no, you know, it's just the size of the company that's the, the common factor here. It's not the type of industry yeah. they're in, is it? No, absolutely. And I, I mentioned this um, early on in our discussion that, you know, I went through a few pivots, a few uh, swivels um, during COVID. And, you know, when I first launched my um, my business, the X word, um, you know, I had initially thought it would be, you know, I'd go into, you know, medium sized businesses and they'd pay me to come in and I would do this, you know, solid piece of research, make some recommendations on how they can improve their customer you know, experience and, and um, you know, what, what changes they'd need to make to keep customers coming back and so on. And then COVID hit and who wants a stranger coming into their business and asking them for a large check at the end of it, um, <laughs> just as we're about to go into a, you know, pandemic situation. You know, I think there was a bit of forced adaptation in that, in that situation. And I pretty quickly learned that, especially in that environment, you know, uh, corporate size or even medium-sized consulting was not a priority at that point in time keeping businesses afloat and giving them things that you know they could do on whichever scale worked for them um, Mm -hmm. and making it you know easily applicable um, in a smaller environment was going to be sort of the way to go essentially brilliant so I mean I don't think that what you have to offer is specifically related to a region I think quite a lot of times you know corporate customer experience you need to culturally adapt it but I think we're talking Absolutely. about you know small organizations looking to recover to rebuild and sort of you know regenerate themselves so I'm, I'm hoping your in-persons are also um, online workshops that you run as well yeah for, for, absolutely for online audience. Yeah, definitely. I am running some um, workshops online and my Instagram following, which um, has been a steep learning curve, um, Mm -hmm. is pretty much small businesses um, Mm -hmm. and sole traders, startups. Um, So I'd really encourage them to, yeah, get involved, get in in touch. Um, Happy to share what I learned through the workshops and and any content. And I've also made a heap of free tools and um, templates available to small businesses on my website as well at no cost. So they can go on there and um, download a few things and have a read and, yeah, get involved. That's that's pretty clear. Well, I think it's it's a service, you know, that... that that society needs at the moment um, and you know these organizations are in our communities and they are the kind of the, the lifeblood of our communities it's really mm. important to, to support them so you know I'm really delighted to hear there's someone out there who's a specialist in this particular space it's fabulous news so we'll make Absolutely. sure that we put details so people can get hold of you I guess they contact you and then you can tell them details about the the workshops and they can get the tools etc off your website Absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. And it's, yeah, I suppose it's a joy to be able to take what I've learned and share it with other people and, and just make it simple. And um, yeah, I just give everyone right. the opportunity to get involved. Well, I, th- I think it's kind of one of the one of the superpowers that many, many kind of need to work towards in customer experience is to recognize that, you know, you, you in customer experience, you give a lot more than you get. 
you know you share your knowledge and it, and it makes better outcomes for all of us it's, it's not a it's not a discipline you go into if you want to be the world's richest person it's a, it's a giving you're in service of other people and that's a good thing Absolutely. to be and you are a personification of that so thank you so much Claire for spending thank your you. time with us I wish you all the best because this is an endless journey you're going to be on there are yes. always more small businesses out there that need support <laughs> but with people like you there for them I'm sure a lot of them will be kind of putting their hands up and saying there's a reason I recovered and it was uh, to do with dealing with the x-word so thank you very much for your time today it's my pleasure thank you for having me